Welcome back to the Sudesh Podcast. We are continuing on our series of the Sikhande Prasang, the stories of the six. We are now at part four of six. This is chapter 44. In the last episode, we heard some answers of Guru Hargobin giving out the qualities of a sadhu, of a saint, the routine of six addressing the congregation of Burhanpur. And in this chapter, Guru Hargobin is approached by Maya Lam from the village Sohand where he would go daily to the congregation. He would sing Gurbani with great love, performing devotional worship there within the true congregation, the Sangha. So Maya Lamb came to receive the Guru's divine sight. He bowed down to the lotus-like feet of Guru Hargobin. He stayed some days there in Amritsar, and one day he asked the Guru, O wise Guru Hargobin, please tell me, within the court of the true Guru, in the congregation, some come with a great amount of desire in their mind. They receive wealth from the congregation, which sustains them. And then another Sikh in the congregation, he won't do this. He'll earn his living off of hard work, righteous work, and he'll only eat after distributing, after giving what he has to other Sikhs. These differences in people, those that have desire, Sakami Sikhs, and those who are desireless, Nishkami Sikhs, both of these types of Sikhs are present within the congregation, singing Kirtan and performing service there. They spend their lives in the true congregation. They come to receive your darshan, your divine sight. But what is their fate in the afterlife? What is the difference between what they will receive? Guru Hargobind then responded to explain, saying, In the true congregation, both types of Sikhs come. When the Sakami, the sick with desire, passes away, he will go to the afterlife in heaven. He'll be free of any pain and enjoy all delights. And along with that, they'll also, after that time in heaven, be liberated. They'll be taken out of the pain from the cycle of birth and death. Now those desireless Sikhs, the Nishkami Sikhs, they obtain divine wisdom, Gyan. They come to understand all the world's pleasures to be false, and illusionary. These wise six, they leave their body when their previous skatam karma burns out, and then they merge with Vahigu. These are the greatest six, the Nishkami, the desireless six. But also understand there are two types of the Sakami, the six, the ones with desires. The one that only takes what he needs to sustain their body, and they don't ask for anything else, great. They just accept whatever they receive with great love. They accept gifts with great happiness in their heart, thinking that Vaheguru has sent these to us. And if they obtain more than what they need, they give it out. And they sing kirtan and they perform katha only for liberation. Whether they get a lot or just a little, they adorn contentment within their heart and they're always happy with whatever they have. These types of Sikhs are akin to the desireless, the Nishkami Sikhs. Without any greed, they ask for some things and if they have any little bit of a desire left, they go to the afterlife to fulfill that. But if they are extremely greedy for wealth and they perform kirtan thinking about that wealth instead of focusing on the kirtan, these types of Sikhs who perform katha, but they perform such vile sins as well, and they are doing this for wealth, these type of Sikhs remain deluded. 
they may get what they desire in this world and they may remain with the congregation to receive this wealth but after this life they will be born again as a person this is even still such the great benefit of remembering the guru countless lifetimes of pain and reincarnation are cut away by the nishkami the one without desire who obtains liberation for this reason you should become desireless but perform kirtan and meditation of the true name satnam so maya lamb heard this enshrined these teachings within his heart and he destroyed the pain and torture from reincarnation so after this story there was another sikh who lived in lucknow his name was johar at every moment of the day whether sitting walking sleeping doing work he would always remember the divine name satnam so one day he came to receive the guru's darshan and bow down to the guru's lotus like feet he also stayed there in amritsar for some time and he asked the guru at one point a question he said guru hargobind can you explain the form of sikhi in a metaphor as a vine as a tree please tell me how to make this vine grow guru hargobind then replied saying the ground in which sikhi will grow is in the ground of humility the seed of sikhi is the faith one has for the guru the roots become strong with great love for the guru's lotus like feet the crawling up growth of the vine is the meeting of the true congregation the satsangat the branches getting bigger is the service of the saints the green leaves of the vine is the adorning of virtues new leaves grow day and day staying in the service and obedience of the true congregation the giving of water to the vine is the listening or performing of kirtan the flowers of the vine are the contemplation of gurbani and the fragrance of the flowers is the kirtan that spreads it across the ras the sap of the flower the nectar is the katha and the techniques the stories described in the katha the presence of varag of detachment from pleasures is what blossoms the flower allowing that ras that sap that nectar to be obtained the fruit of the vine is the understanding that the world is an illusion this juice fruit is a brahmanand the divine bliss to understand one's true form is the true tasteful blissful experience one obtains those who understand sikhi as this vine this is a sikh of mine who the guru loves such is a gurmukh such is a para upakari a benevolent sikh such is a wise gyani a devoted sikh think about this properly in this world they are the highest they defeat the world and they are never defeated so johara he heard this and he took off for his home in lucknow praising guru hargobind all along the way at some time after that there was a sikh named panna he would live in prayag where what we call allahabad today which is and was also a great pilgrimage site he had lived there for such a long time but he would come to receive the guru's darshan the guru's divine sight in amritsar whatever he could bring with him he brought as an offering he clasped his hands together and bowed down before the guru guru hargobind asked him how he was if he was well then by panna he asked the question uh, to guru hargobind saying i have a desire in my heart to be liberated i have come into your sanctuary please give me teachings which will take me out of this cycle of life and death 
The exalted Guru then replied, saying, You should earn your money righteously. Always take the name of Vaheguru of the Divine. Do not forget this, and always keep the Divine name on your tongue. Vana then replied, saying, Guru Hargobin, where I live in Prayag, there are many people there of other traditions, of other faiths. They always question with me, they always fight with me, they always debate with me, they say to me, Hey, Panna, if there was this great person and you over and over again called out to them, they would just get annoyed with you. They would scare you off. They wouldn't keep you close at all. What are you doing reciting the divine name over and over again? Ram, Ram. The divine isn't happy with you. He's just annoyed at you. What fruit are you going to get out of this? You're only going to get the Lord's wrath. Guru Hargobind heard this and said, No, don't, don't think like this. Keep faith in what I'm going to tell you. Listen, it's more like if an unfortunate person was surrounded and being tormented by enemies from all sides. If he was without any hope, and he just yells out the king's name. And just by that yelling out, many of the enemies there around him, they just stop. They leave. They stop beating him. They think that they'll be caught. And they just take off. So half of the men leave already like that. And if the king's men hear the call out, his servants, his soldiers, they will come over and help out and send those enemies running away. And if the king himself hears, well then he'll understand his name is being called out, he has a responsibility, and he'll come out and destroy all the enemies to help that unfortunate person. In the same way, such are the vices like desire and anger. They are like enemies. They every day loot and steal from you all virtue. They, the form of sin, is the fear that you have at that time, which the individual looks at seeing countless enemies. When reciting Ram, Ram, the divine name, the saints, the sadhus, they will come to your help, like the king's man. These sadhus, these saints, destroy the sins of desire and anger. The sadhus remove the fear from these vices. And Parameshwar, the divine, when they hear, they become graceful upon the individual, thinking that this person is remembering me in great pain, and they have come into our sanctuary. So in this way, the divine destroys all that is troubling the individual, and such is the nature of the compassionate one, destroying all bondage, preventing one from obtaining liberation, granting them the everlasting bliss. This is the fruit obtained by remembering the divine name. So Guru Hargobind continued on saying, those who are bothering you, who are causing you from stopping to remember the divine name, these slanderers, these vile people, enemies, these people are nothing to you but pain. There's nothing worse than you than these types of people. You should not keep company with them. And just by meeting with them and speaking with them, sin arises. By their debates and arguments, one's faith is put into a spin and they'll throw you into a lower level of thinking. If you have not forsaken vice, then at least you should forsake those people who are just wrapped up in vice. Never keep such people's company. Always remember in your heart to avoid them. Bon now heard this and then asked, Guru Hargobind, why is this that you're saying that people who are engaged in vice are worse than the vice itself? The cause of the problem is the vice. I've understood that. The people performing the vice are just the tool. Guru Hargobind heard this and explained, look, fire is the cause for one's body getting burned out. But if you put iron into fire, 
it heats up in great amounts, making that iron just blazingly red hot. Then that heated up iron ball that you have is significantly hotter than the fire itself. You can't even get close to it and it will burn you. And in the same way, the people who commit sins constantly, just vile people, they are more damaging than the actual sin or vice itself. They are bound by their sense of self. They will not be liberated, these people. And in keeping their company, people make mistakes. They fall. They never obtain the exalted position. Just like a tree with a lot of fruit attached to it. With the wind, many of these fruit, they fall down. That fruit then becomes dirty, it doesn't ripen properly, it doesn't obtain the sweet juice inside. Those fruits which they don't get struck down by the vices of wind, those fruit remain close to the tree and become tasty. They obtain the juice, the ras, the sap from the tree, and they become sweet. Gurbani is the tree which sweetens the fruit, and the slanderers, the doubters are those you should avoid. Those who keep the company of these people, they don't obtain the flavor, the sweetness from the divine. They become dirty like that fallen fruit over and over again. They are reborn in the cycle of reincarnation. Those who stay close to Gurbani, they obtain the enjoyment, the ras of divine wisdom, and sweetly enjoy liberation while breaking all their bondage. So listen, Panna, whenever they say any of their doubts to you, don't let that affect anything on what you think of the divine. Do not renounce the giver of bliss, the true name, if you wish to experience divine bliss. So Panna listened to this, accepted the teachings of Guru Hargobind. So Panna then, with great faith, started to remember the divine and he later crossed over and was liberated. And that's how chapter 44 concludes in the next chapter, we're going to continue on with part five of this series, Sikhande Prasang. So that's where we're going to pick up next time. But as always, we'd like to thank those who have been supporting the podcast through the Mangalajaran Patreon page. Oh.